Okay, welcome back. Today's guest is someone who has played a big role in my life over the past few years as a mentor and as a coach. And today I'm very excited to welcome Paulina Bond to the podcast. Paulina is an assistant coach for the Western Swim Team and is also pursuing her degree in education in order to become a teacher. She was also a very accomplished swimmer um, at her time at Western and is one, if not the most decorated youth sports medalist in Western history. So I'm so excited to hear her story today. And to start us off, I am going to ask Paulina to introduce herself and tell her a little bit about her journey into swimming. Hello, well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm flattered and honored to be here. Um, it's always nice when someone wants to hear about your story. Uh, it's not always expected, but you know, throughout your journey, sometimes that happens. People wanna learn about what you've gone through because they might be going through something similar and it's great when you can share with them and maybe help them on their way. Um, so a little bit about me, uh, gosh, when did I start swimming? I started swimming, I guess, technically when I was a baby, I did the mommy and me classes just to kind of get started. My mom, who doesn't actually know how to swim, um, decided that that was a path that I should pursue. So I went through the whole swimming lessons route into, um, recreational swimming. Cause where I grew up in Toronto, that was the thing we didn't actually, my parents didn't know that competitive, uh, swimming existed. So in some ways we felt like I started late. I didn't get into it until I was 10 and a half, almost 11. Um, and we discovered it through other sports. So that was, that's so crazy. Yeah. 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 I also love how you said that your mom, like doesn't know how to swim and how like incredible that is to see kind of where it led you. That is so, and so what other sports did you try before you found swimming? Um, well, actually, I started with dance first before I got into what I consider like other um, contact or competitive sports. I did dance until I was about seven. I did like ballet, I did tap, I did baton, um, which was a lot of fun. And then when I was seven, my dad asked me, he's like, hey, do you want to try some other sports? Because uh, I have two brothers, an older brother who was always doing sports. And so summer was coming up and they thought that we'd try that transition. Um, and so I ended up playing soccer. I ended up playing hockey. Um, every year at school, I'd always do cross country and track. I would try out for different sports. I did basketball at one point, which I didn't really end up liking. I did t-ball when I was younger. Um, I did a lot of co-ed sports. Um, and then also competitively, I stuck with hockey and soccer. And then eventually I had to kind of wean out what sports that I wanted to do because uh, you get a lot of injuries that don't always help you with swimming. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. It, it's, uh, I feel like always whenever I was like it, during age group swimming, it was, we, I, we would love to ski. And so when we would go skiing, my coaches were, were always saying, be careful don't don't hurt yourself and uh but I loved skiing and luckily never hurt myself because of skiing but uh it is it, it's a slippery slope when there's a lot of sports you want to play oh yeah it's 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 difficult to balance not only just from like a time management perspective but for your body because you're you're always sore um although luckily when you're younger you bounce back pretty quickly so that's always nice but yeah, yeah my my age group coach uh Fred he was always worried that I would show up to practice potentially with an injury because he wasn't he wasn't sure what what I was going to show up with but I was pretty lucky um didn't really get too injured um, not from other sports, at least I would think sometimes I always joked that I was 
I was very coordinated when I was focused, but then when I was not focused on a specific athletic task, I might be a little uncoordinated or kind of klutzy, um, yeah. like trip on something or like walk into something. Um, so that was always a possibility. Yeah. And so how did you, how do you think that being able to try all of those different sports when you were younger influenced, I guess, your success as an athlete growing up? Do you feel like that really allowed you to kind of truly know that you loved swimming because that was like, you had tried all these other things and it was like, perfect. The shoe fits swimming, swimming is it. Or did you find it hard to pick swimming as something you really wanted to pursue more seriously? Um, I actually found it quite difficult. I didn't know that I was going to choose swimming. It was kind of something I was forced to choose. Um, because eventually I was down to three sports. I was doing hockey, soccer, and swimming. And eventually I dropped hockey. I don't even really remember that decision so much. Um, I remember the decision between swimming and soccer because I was playing with the team and they said that I was fine. They, they were okay with me committing like not a hundred percent because I was balancing swimming and, um, soccer at the time. And uh, it was out in like Ajax. So it was a bit of a drive from where I was in Toronto. And so that's part mm-hmm. of the reason they were okay with it. And by that point, I had already been swimming for, I think about three, three, almost four years with my age group coach. And um, so I was, I was quite into it. I, I really enjoyed him as a coach. I was starting to improve a lot. Um, but still felt like I had a ways to go. And so, and I had been doing soccer a lot longer compared to competitive swimming. So I was very comfortable. Yeah in soccer but then one day they they contacted me and my parents and they said okay you have to choose we want more of a commitment and I had only been with them for a couple months so by then it kind of was a bit of almost a loyalty to my coach because I was like no like I don't know you and I don't really trust your program as much as I trust the one that I built with swimming um, yeah because I had been swimming with Fred for a while I trusted his program I knew he believed in me and I was doing really well with him. So I was like, okay, fine. Then I choose swimming. Um, yeah. Which it, it was, it was really hard to choose that because I, I love soccer. I still love soccer and I like to play recreationally when I can, but it was one of those things where I didn't like that they had lied to me about the commitment they, they were okay with. Um, yeah. And I just trusted my age group coach so much that I was willing to take that risk. Um, I didn't think I was particularly better at swimming than I was at soccer. I might even say I felt like I was better at soccer, but the challenge of swimming and the, the fact that I felt like I was progressing well um, meant that there was a lot of excitement um, and work that I could put into the swimming that it'd be worthwhile pursuing. Um, that's kind of how I ended up with that. And there were times where I, a couple coaches or I think it was this one team and some of the parents had reached out to me a few months after that happened, after I quit soccer and they asked if I wanted to go back, it was a different team, but I kept saying no, because I was like, no, I made my choice. I've made my peace with it. I don't, I don't want to. Um, Yeah. So once I made the decision, I just, I didn't look back and just kept pursuing swimming. Oh, that's actually, that's so awesome. I didn't know that you played soccer before. That's one of the things I love about even being able to sit down and record like an episode is how much I learn about the people that I feel like I'm close with in my life is that I would have never known that about you unless we sat down and had this conversation. Um, But then, so you had, you had chosen, you had kind of chosen swimming. Swimming had become that, um, I guess that 
chosen sport, whether or not it was your choice or was kind of forced a little bit because of other people's decisions. Um, how did you always want to play a varsity sport? How did that decision come about when you got to the time of transitioning from high school to university? Um, it was kind of one of those things where like, I needed that by the time I had chosen it and I was pursuing that path, I, I loved swimming, but I never really considered it, um, as a varsity sport because I, I just didn't know, like, I felt like my swimming, I'm not sure if it was because I was a part of a small club or because I was growing up in a time where the sport was continually evolving. Um, so much so that I like, I didn't know at the time that there were provincials and then all of a sudden you'd qualify for provincials. And then all of a sudden you'd find out there was such a thing as Easterns or age group nationals. Yeah. I didn't know those things existed. So I don't think I really clued into the fact that there was varsity swimming until maybe like grade 10 or like heading into high school at maybe grade nine. Um, Cause that's yeah. when my coach would start to, to talk to me about it because we had older swimmers who were pursuing that route. And so yeah. I think in grade 10, it was more on my radar because I knew people who were going to U of T and some that were being recruited to other places. And so that was something that I had started to consider. And I was like, oh, I definitely want to keep doing this in university. Um, because yeah. it was something that it was almost like I was addicted to something I didn't want to stop or I couldn't yeah. really see a finish line I just wanted to keep going um, yeah. and just see how far I could go so yeah, yeah I think I think that that I mean for, for me it 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 is really amazing when you kind of I, I feel like I started swimming later as well like I didn't really get really into it until I was really again like grade grade eight grade nine and that's when I you you start to realize oh right there's there's a provincials and there's an easterns and then there's nationals and there are other things that you can work towards which again as you said it it it's this continual makes you want to continually push towards that next level which I think is really awesome and I know that you because you swam with one of my kind of childhood like mentors um was Haley Mel who coached me in my backyard pool and I know that you guys didn't quite overlap in your time swimming but I know you swim I'm pretty sure you swim with her sister Shannon yes well actually I did swim with Haley too a little bit oh okay okay there we go I wasn't sure but it is it's so crazy because I remember when I swam with when I swam with her in our backyard and she was, she was swimming at Western at the time and kind of was training for the Olympics and training for, um, training for trials. I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, that's, that is what I want to swim university. And she was the captain. I was like, I want to be the captain of the swim team. And that's like my goal. And so it's so crazy that now I remember like messaging her when I like made the team and um, became a captain. I was like, this was something that I always looked up to you because of. And now I'm, I'm like, I am who kind of who you were at this point in time. And I felt like that was so long ago, but it happened in a blink of an eye. And it's just so crazy that, you know, it, it all comes full circle, but I love that. Yeah, I just I just like love those stories that, you know, you see these people who influence you and um, how crazy it is to see kind of where where you go. But what was it for you that made you pick Western over other schools? Um, that was also kind of a funny story, like similar to, I guess, my soccer versus swimming. It wasn't really something I had planned. Um, 
I, when I was applying to schools, I applied to my Ontario school. So I applied to Western, uh, Guelph and U of T purely based on rankings because I didn't really like, I knew yeah. U of T the best because I live in Toronto. Um, and I was like aware of them because we'd see, uh, Toronto all the time at some meets. Um, yeah. but I wasn't as familiar with London and kind of knew Guelph, but not that well. Um, yeah. and I went to each of them on a recruit trip. It was, I, it was those recruit trips that kind of made me realize where I wanted to go because I went to the UT yeah. one and it was fun, but I didn't really, uh, mesh with the team at the time. And it was, I wasn't sure if it was just like, I was like, oh no, I don't know if I want to be stuck here um, in Toronto. Plus, I don't know if I really get along with these people. Like, I don't know that we have the same goals. I don't know how swimming focused they are. They were a good team um, even back then, but I just wasn't really sure. And then how I connected with the coach, like Byron's a great coach and so is Linda, but it just, I I didn't quite feel that connection at that time. Um, And it could have been because it was like just, the time of the uh the recruit weekend um I think Byron was like busy a little bit busy that weekend uh I don't know that I really had the chance to talk to him too much but I had talked to him on other occasions um and then I went to Guelph and that was kind of a funny recruit trip I ended up losing my voice on that trip and oh no <laughs> yeah so then That's they just, thought I was really even shy questions <laughs> yeah I couldn't ask any, my friend and I went um and so they, they, they thought I was really shy and I was like no no I lost my voice it was some sort of similar to like laryngitis that I had not too long ago not sure what happened um yeah. and it was okay but it was a little bit smaller uh, than yeah. I had hoped for um and coming from a big city I was like oh, I don't know if I could go to somewhere this small and yeah. then Western was the last one that I went to and that was just purely by chance um I ran into someone at Easterns at Jack, and yeah, yeah. they were on the Western swim team. And I knew them because they were also from a small club that I used to race with all the time. Um, Heather Martin. And okay. So she was on the Western swim team and we, we knew each other and she was like, Oh, Hey, like, have you, have you started applying to universities? Where are you thinking of going? And I was like, Oh, I actually applied to Western. I just haven't really planned a visit or anything. And this was, uh, I guess they're, I don't even remember when Easterns are, I think February or sometime, mm-hmm. um, but it was for, before their March break recruit trip that they were going to have. Okay. Okay. Um, so she was like, Oh, you should come. And then, uh, Paul reached out to me and offered me to, to come visit. So I came and it was one of those things where as soon as I stood on campus, I was like, Oh, I love this place. And there was a yeah. lot of snow when I went to visit. It was like, we were going to <laughs> blizzard in London and it was, yeah we'd be trekking through the snow just to go around campus, but it was still so beautiful. And the team, even though they weren't really in their most competitive training phase, because it would have been after their OUAs and everything, um, as they head into exams, the team was really nice. And it was one of the few teams that I felt like the men and women's uh, side got along really well. It was a very cohesive team, very friendly environment. And I really liked uh, Paul as a coach. And he spoke to me on the recruit trip and it was, it was some of the things that he said to me that I was like, Oh, I really connect with him. And I think we have the same kind of vision about swimming. And yeah. Uh, and I immediately just kind of like trusted what he was saying. And he was the reason I ended up choosing going to Western. I was like, I, I trust him. I want to work with him. Yeah. And I, no, I think that that's background too. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had to know. Yeah, well, no, he has an incredible, like, yeah, such an accomplished background. And I think that even swimming with the swimming, like being a swimmer of both of you, like now that you're a coach, um, 
I feel like that the chemistry and like that relationship that the both of you have is also very like prominent. I think also is what makes, you know, why I love the program so much too. And again, you know, when going through that, I think it's so important. I feel like I almost feel like we're, we're recording a little advertisement for like why people should come to Western Swimming. Is can, we can just put this on our website and be like, this is why you want to come and swim with us. Um, but it, it, it is so true. And I think that, you know, even now still, I think I, I, I personally feel that we still have that same, that same cohesiveness and the relationship between the men's and the women's team. Like we all get along, like we're truly a family. That's how I always describe it. And it's such a powerful, like, I, I don't know how I would be going through university without everyone because it is the most, I think it is like, for me, the single most amazing experience that I've had throughout university is being able to swim and compete for Western and to be coached by both you and Paul and Midge and um, Beth and the whole the whole team and our dry land coaches. It's just, it's it really is incredible. And, you know, I feel like you guys don't get thanked enough for that because really you all, you're all amazing. Um, but now that we're, I guess, at the university um, kind of chapter of your life, what, like what program, what was your program in undergrad and what, what did you do throughout undergrad um originally I think when I applied to university I had applied for like a general arts linguistics program that I had no intention of actually pursuing I just didn't know what to apply for um and then when I got to university after taking some of the first year general courses I really liked psych so then I started to try to pursue that route and then after a lot of flip-flopping um by the time I graduated, I ended up with a double major in medical science and psych and a business French certificate. I took way too many courses. I, I, I had like more courses or credits that I needed to graduate because I just kept taking courses. And <laughs> that's, and you know what, it, you, you learn, I feel like that's one of the, that's one of the great things though about, I guess, university is that you're able to try so many different things and figure out what you like. And even if you do end up with excess courses, you know, you learn, you also learn so much that through that process of what you liked and what you didn't like. Yeah, no, I learned a lot from that. And I would say some of that was partly influenced from swimming because, you know, if you take summer courses, you can, uh, you get to keep swimming and it's, you get the membership and then there's more of a reason to kind of stick around in London. Um, yeah. And so that was part of my incentive to, for taking a lot of courses. And that's probably what helped me figure out what I wanted to end up with. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's, that's, um, I think that is amazing. And so obviously I, I know I kind of quickly mentioned, but, um, again, I feel like you were very humble would not necessarily like, be like, oh, this is all of the things I achieved throughout university, but obviously you were a very, very successful swimmer for Western. And how did you feel your performances, um, I guess, improved through your time at Western? Like, were you, like, what are, what was, like, one of your best memories that you had, um, both as, like, a teammate and, like, a swimmer, but also as a performer um, at, at Western? Um, in terms of performance, I would say I was, I was most proud of the fact that I didn't really um, hit what you describe as, like, a typical plateau, and that's mm-hmm. something I had always worked on even prior to university was like, I just never wanted to be someone who hit a plateau because I saw so many of my teammates and my competitors suffer through that. 
And I just, yeah. and I knew it was common and it could really happen, especially for female athletes. It seemed to be more common once they were going through that puberty stage and they were developing. And I was just like, no, I don't want that to happen to me. Like I have to keep improving. I want to keep improving. Um, so I was really happy looking back from like year one to year five that I kept improving. And like, even when you look, I think it's on Swimming Canada because Karis and I have looked at it up once where you can, you can yeah. see the documentation or the proof of your um, performance. And it's like a graph, oh, you can okay. see how you pr- improved over time and how steep um, the graph is. And I was happy that that was the case that I never felt like I was going downhill or these big like up and downs, even though I definitely had my struggles. It wasn't an easy um, five years by any means, but yeah the fact that I could end up on a high note and finally accomplish like what some of the things that I had set out to accomplish, it was very rewarding. And to be able yeah. to you know, put some of those competitors to bed was, yeah. was, yeah. It, was it was, it was good. Um, a good okay. way to end the, the yeah. university career. Uh, so yeah, yeah no, for sure. Canada. That is, that's actually really interesting. I'm going to go on to swing Canada and try and search up my graph. Now I'm going to so, so interested about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then just as I guess like as a teammate and just being a swimmer on Western like what what is something that um you feel is like most memorable in in kind of more of a um a qualitative I guess aspect of it something that you enjoyed um just being on the team Mm -hmm. I think it was all the people I got to train with because like I don't think I ever really had just one training partner. It was always like you could have multiple training partners. Yeah. Um, like I had, I had Karis for freestyle eventually. And then I had Shannon for butterfly and we would, and you, and you really go through something with someone when you share that the the brutality of training sometimes like the training yeah. or like, I would remember a specific, like with, I, with Shannon, I always remember that we do Wednesday morning weights and then we'd have a two hour long course practice right after we'd rush over from the weight room to go to the pool and felt like yeah. we just couldn't move at all, but we were both struggling through it together and you yeah. just kind of really build a bond with someone. And I can just think of so many different training partners that I had over the years that were in different cycles of the team. And that's yeah. something I think is really special because when you go back and talk to them, um, you can reminisce on all those things and you just feel so much closer because you experienced all the hard times as well as so many good yeah. times as well. Cause I was talking to Sarah the other day and we had a really brutal training camp in Florida one year. Like we would walk 20 minutes in silence from the pool to the hotel <laughs> with ice packs on our shoulder and just not talk about the stuff <laughs> yeah. we just went through and just, just anything <laughs> acknowledge it in silence. And then we'd just go and do it all over again the next day or the next workout. So it was just, yeah. A great no, it, it, form with them through training. It, it truly is. I think that, you know, that's, that's one of the most, I think, powerful things about sports is um, its ability to teach you how to persevere through adversity. And again, the, the relationships that you form with your teammates, I think that, you know, it can only be understood really when, when you go through adversity together and, you know, you're, you're at the, at the, you know, 2050s or whatever it is, and you're at the, you have 10 more to go, and you look over to the person beside you, and you're like, okay, guys, 10 more, it's going to be okay, um, and pushing, pushing through that, so no, I, I totally agree, and it's such, just such a special relationship that you create with your teammates, I, I agree, it, it, it truly is special, mm-hmm. so 
And then, of course, so I guess your journey through swimming didn't just end when you, I guess, I guess I, I said, like, stopped being a swimmer. I don't really feel like you ever stopped being a swimmer, but I guess maybe you stopped swimming competitively. And I'm, what was, what was the transition out of swimming like for you? And what, what was something that drew you to coaching? Was that something that you felt, um, allowed that transition to happen more naturally and how yeah how do you like coaching I guess yeah I think the fact that I had the swimming background that I did and uh the relationships that I had with my coaches it kind of really eased that transition into coaching similar to some of my other decisions I've described it wasn't something I had planned I actually never even considered it as a career or as something that I would want to try out at any point because I was so focused like when I was swimming I was so focused on just the swimming aspect that I didn't really stop to think about what, what would come afterwards. Um, which I mean, that kind of brings some difficulties cause then you're done. Um, and yeah. while you might, you might not be done being an athlete per se, you're done your eligibility and you're not really part of the varsity team anymore. And that it comes with a lot of difficulties, but, um, it was through that difficult time. Like I, I swam for a year after I was done my eligibility just to kind of see what could happen, but it wasn't my best training year. And it was, I think part of it was hard to be sort of removed from the varsity aspect. It wasn't quite yeah. uh, what I had envisioned. And then I decided to stop pursuing it afterwards. And I went back home to Toronto and I decided to come back to London. And it was when I came back to London because I, I was just, had realized I was really fond of London. Um, I decided to reach out to Paul and I said, at first I was just doing it on a purely like, I want to help out kind of basis. I have no yeah. um, intentions or expectations, but I remembered from finishing up with him. I was like, Oh, I know that they could always use help with their staff. Yeah. And I have a lot of experience, especially with Paul, yeah. you know what he's like, we get along. So I was yeah. like, Hey, do you need any help? And he was like, sure. Like, I don't really know what you want to do, but like, yeah, I would love to have you on deck. Um, so I did that. And then for the first year, it was more just kind of on a technical basis. He had specific people he wanted me to work with. And, um, I think he knew, I don't know if he knew it so much on a conscious level, but maybe on a subconscious level level that I had these kind of like OCD tendencies about strokes. So I could really see the small little details and help weed those out. Um, and then the year afterwards I was coaching with black and they helped me get some of my certification and that sort of really pushed, um, Paul and I to work on like bigger projects or like, okay, well, what can we do for coaching? Um, and so then that's when he started kind of giving me more responsibilities and we kind of talked about whether or not this is something I'd be interested in doing and like how far I want to go with it. And I was like, yeah, you know, let's see what happens. I really enjoy it. And it was just (laughs) through experiencing it and working with the athletes that I found that I really loved it. And yeah, yeah, it was just kind of, you just kept going. I didn't want to stop. Um, And it also sort of helped ease myself out of swimming as well, because then I stopped seeing myself as a swimmer and kind of seeing what it was like on the other side of the pool deck. And being like, oh, I actually really like this role. And there's so much that you can do with it. Um, Helping people, especially because I literally went through it not too long ago. Yeah. No, for sure. And I mean, I, I know like speaking for myself, even in the introduction as, as, a as just a coach, um, you, you provide such an incredible, like 
men like mentorship I guess role if that's even a word but just such as you are like such a great role model you feel like a I always say you feel like a like a big sister to me and being able to have you on deck and with it, it just it you know it adds that um just that new element I think that you when you bring you know your own personality and your own um even if it is those little OCD tendencies, those are so, so important to, yeah, the, the energy on, on the pool deck, which I think is really important. And when, so I'm, I'm even trying to think, I think was the first year, I I don't, I'm like, when I think about it, I'm like, it all gets lost track in time, but I feel like maybe possibly your first year of coaching might've even been my first year of swimming for Western potentially. I think so. I think it it was because I think I started back in 2018. Yeah, that would have been it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we were like, we're on this journey together. You've seen me from the beginning. Um, And do you think that going kind of again landing falling into coaching and was something that made you realize that you wanted to be a teacher or was it be was um teaching something you were always interested in before you started coaching I think uh teaching was something I had always thought about but never really considered as a career and I just wasn't really sure about it for whatever reason I don't know I just again I think sometimes I got sucked into just like this vacuum that was the swimming world and just didn't really think of stuff outside of it yeah Um, but I'd always liked school growing up and I always thought the teaching would be fun Um, and I like working with people and then eventually I was like oh well maybe I should just try it and see what happens so that's kind of how also I ended up back in London was I decided to take my early childhood education yeah right yeah. and so that was I that, remember that yeah pushed me to come back to London and then that's when I was also helping out Paul at the same time and then so I worked in that field for a little bit didn't really like that age group like super cute I just felt like I wanted to do a bit more um, yeah and so then a year after just working and working with Paul um, coaching also kind of helped me figure out what age group I wanted to work with because I was dabbling in different groups with London Aquatic Club and then I was had yeah. the contrast of working with the university swimmers and I was like oh I really like this age group I think I'd like working with high school um, yeah. and so I, I find that that's still true to this day as I've gone through my different placements and yeah yeah it just sort of one thing led to another coaching and teaching they seem sort of synonymous and like why wouldn't mm-hmm. you use you both if you could um, and yeah. if that's what you like, so that's the route I ended up going. I applied to teachers college. I felt like I had built up a decent amount of experience from coaching. Um, and then it's just trying to translate that in the classroom with the different subjects that they need to learn. So, yeah. And your, the subjects that you can teach, I know that you said you were teaching French, you, you yeah. were in a placement in French, but what are the other subjects that you were able to teach? Um, science. So I'm taking okay. a, yeah, French is my primary and um, specialty teachable. And then I'm also taking general science, which is technically grades uh, seven to 10. Um, but given the fact that I took uh, medical science in university, technically I can also teach senior, uh, certain senior science courses. I would just have to take like additional qualifications for it. Okay. And do you, um, do you could you see yourself teaching science like is that something that you're interested in or do you really like do you really enjoy French that's been tricky to decide because both of my first plate or well my first two placements um were in French 
The first one I was able to teach science in French, which was fun. Okay. The second one was entirely French and then a little bit of Spanish, which was interesting. And then my next one is supposed to be science in a high school. So I haven't really quite experienced what science would be like just in English, but if I, I think I'd probably be happiest if I could somehow combine both because I'd be, yeah. I think I'd be pretty disappointed to only be able to do one and feel yeah. like I would be losing my, um, like my language skills or my science skills. Um, there's yeah. completely different ways of teaching. Languages are very specific and re require a lot of repetition and sometimes it can seem boring. So you have to be very creative um, in your lesson plans and then science there's a different kind of creativity because you're going with all like the different lab reports and you're trying to like get them into the scientific method. Yeah. Um, it just feels like it has a very different approach and planning process. Um, but I do enjoy like both of them. So if, if somehow I could do both, I think that's probably where I'd be happiest. Um, but I would also be happy with coaching. So, I mean, anything. <laughs> there's, there's such, I feel like there's so many options and obvious I mean again they are I think very they're very closely tied and I guess similar similar-esque age groups I mean I guess university and high school are definitely a little bit different but I mean um I know that I've gone to you for multiple it's not like once you go to university you're totally fine I'm like I've gone to you so many times for so many various different things and you provide have provided so much support to me and it just yeah it's just different and I'm sure that kind of wherever, well, however it goes, I mean, we don't, I'm like, you need to stay with me until I, until you cannot leave until I am finished swimming. And at this point, I have so many years of eligibility left. You could be, I could be around for a very long time. So you're not going anywhere. Um, but I think to, I'm going to kind of start wrapping it up now. And I have a few little rapid questions. Sure. that we can answer and by rapid um knowing me they're never really rapid but we'll try we'll try our best but so the first one is who do you feel are three people who have most greatly impacted your life oh, that's these are rapid questions these are very good <laughs> questions um well probably my dad um because I always joke that I look like my mom, but I think like my dad. And so we always have very deep conversations of like, yeah. what are you going to do with your life? Why are you doing this? And we also argue uh, or debate, <laughs> I should say. It's not really always an argument yeah. because um, like it's not really negative, but it, and it generally tends to be pretty constructive. But he's helped me make big decisions, whether out of rebellion or out of support. Um, yeah, like, be quite stubborn. Um, but he was someone I talked to about teachers college and he's someone I talked to about coaching and like what I'm doing and yeah, he definitely impacts those decisions and yeah, yeah, definitely an important person in my life. Um, not that my mom isn't, we just talk yeah. about very different things from very different perspectives um, Yeah, because my mom, uh, she grew up in Mexico and the culture is okay. very different, Yeah, and, um, different to here in Canada because it's very um, it's kind of a, a significantly more feminist than you'd find in Mexico. It's just very different lifestyles and uh, okay. Yeah, and so sometimes it she she's she's so supportive of of sports and kind of always pushed me to see where I could go with that. So I think she'd probably prefer if I pursued coaching. Um 
Yeah. Not that I don't <laughs> want to pursue coaching. It's just, I think she would be like very, very happy if I could make it work here where it might not necessarily have been a possibility growing up over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least not when I would have been growing up. Yeah. Um, in terms of other people, um, there was a, there was a woman I met when I was doing my early childhood education. She was actually yeah. my mentor for um, I think it was my second placement and, um, she really influenced the way I think about questions and okay. how I approach, uh, discussions with other people. She led me mm-hmm. onto this book. It's, uh, I have it somewhere on my bookshelf, but, um, I forget what it's called, but it's basically the whole idea. It's about mindfulness and okay. not judging people because you just change your questions. And I think it's called like change your mm-hmm. questions, change your life. Um, okay. But, I'll have to write that down. Yeah, I actually, I could probably lend it to you. It's yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Change your questions, change your life by someone. Oh, I see it. By Marilee Adams. And okay. um, I actually, Perfect. I think I bought this book for Paul and gave it to him because I just thought it was so great. And like, they have a lot of anecdotal, um, stories, but basically through that, it kind of made me reevaluate how I'm approaching yeah. things because like sometimes especially someone like me who is, is kind of stubborn but also very passionate about certain things you might approach things maybe a little bit too um headstrong uh, <laughs> of a fashion and sometimes you need to take a step back and reevaluate and ask yourself some questions and like okay like what, what are my intentions and like what are other people's attentions and yeah. intentions and you don't want to judge people. And so that kind of really caused me to reevaluate that because I don't know that I would consider myself judgmental, but because of the OCD tendencies, you tend to be a little bit more critical and mm, yeah, you don't ever want to hurt someone's feelings because you don't really know what their intentions are and you don't know that they're coming from a, a negative place. And so you shouldn't make those assumptions. And so it just kind of caused me to reevaluate the, the way I do things. And I think that changed the way I interact with people and that was very helpful going into coaching um, because with a sport like swimming and in general, uh, you find that there's a old school methodology to coaching and okay. there's yeah. a more modern one that's coming um, into fruition, especially with the promotion of mental mm-hmm. health. And I thought that that was yeah. kind of the cornerstone of something that should be adopted by coaches. It's like, well, yeah. let's, let's ask better questions and yeah. Um, like actually helper athletes because you don't yeah. want to be shutting them down. Yeah. So yeah, that one and I actually think very good about that. Yeah. And I was actually going to say, I think that with that kind of more, as you said, like modern approach to coaching, I think that um, especially like both you and Paul, and like, I know Paul has always been a very strong advocate for men- mental health and um, same, like same with you. And I know that like we've, we've had very open conversations about, um, mental health before and I that's it's it is so impactful and, and really affects um, the team as a whole and again it's that that is just a really interesting topic just in how you ask people questions and ironically my next question I know I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of we're gonna kind of skip over I know you kind of said one person but <laughs> that kind of took us to took us um on a little detour just totally fine but the next question is what is your favorite book if you have one um favorite book um I don't know 
I'm not really good at remembering names of like people or um, songs, titles. Or <laughs> like, titles of things. Horrible, horrible. But content is generally but what, content. Like, content is all yeah. up there. But yeah, content sticks with me, name. and then yeah, and then I try and put it into practice. Um, That's so funny. I think probably, Bob, do you have any do you have any favorite like TV shows or movie rec- like movies that you like to watch or that you've recently watched that you're like yeah I'm this a is a good one obsessed with Grey's Anatomy um okay it has I feel like very little impact on my life in terms of like how it just you know my day-to-day but I I love Grey's Anatomy I've seen probably the first seven seasons probably like 10 or more times I've seen it over and over and over and I think part of it was because of like my medical science and psych undergrad yeah. that I, I found it so interesting because some of the cases, um, although it's like obviously very dramatized and everything, and I don't know that the, the medicine's always super realistic, but um, the cases that they bring in are often based off of true cases, yeah. um, which is what I found interesting because then I would be like learning about stuff in psychology or like my neuroscience mm-hmm. courses about the brain and then all of a sudden they'd have that case that I read about in a textbook and they they would be acting it out and I was like oh yeah I learned about that that makes sense um, oh it's so cool yeah so it was just kind of cool to kind of sort of apply your your my learning I guess or my undergrad stuff um but it's more just I I just enjoyed that I prefer actually when it's less drama and just the medical part of the show and then when they kind of deviate from that I I lose interest you're like "Ah, whatever (laughs) and then last last question I guess very fitting for you know new year's resolutions and and whatnot but is there what is a goal that you have for the next year that you would be willing to share with us all um it's funny because like this year I ha- didn't actually have an intention of setting a new year's resolution usually I'm like all over that but that's so funny I'm but I don't know that I always actually do them so I purposely did not set a list um I just feel like I continually come up with things I enjoy doing yeah um but I mean if, if things open up hopefully the lockdown is shorter I would love to love to get back into swimming um, okay yeah it's been something in the back of my mind and like kind of like what you you mentioned before about like retiring from swimming and how that goes and everything. I think it takes a while before you're ready to kind of go back into it, depending on how you yeah. ended the sport and like where you're at with that. But I finally got to a point where I wanted to actually train again, not necessarily on any kind of competitive level, although I do yeah. think it would be fun to try master swimming. Um, if there was ever a consistent training period where things do not close, I would love, <laughs> I would love <laughs> to get back into it. Um, yeah. Because I find that it helps me come with better idea. It comes help me come up with better ideas for coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get inspired by people swimming. Like when I do was doing lifeguarding, yeah. or when I would just watch people on the deck, it just like it gives me ideas for ways to approach a set or to try a different kind of drill or. I don't know, different kind of workout. So I think it it would both help my coaching and then also just give me a way to stay in shape and have some way to relieve stress. That is that honestly, that's awesome. Well, you know, once uh once my shoulder is fixed and I'm able to get out of this sling, I can well truthfully, I probably will not be swimming as fast as you would be swimming, but we we can get back into it together because at this point I'm uh 
I'm, I'm a little behind. It'll take me a while to get back into it for sure. But um, that I'll, I'll keep that in the back of my mind. But I think that, yeah, that is all I have for today. But thank you again so much for taking the time. It's been so exciting talking to you. It's just always a pleasure. It makes me always so happy. But um, yeah, I've just appreciated every, every minute of, of today. So thank you. Of course. Happy to help. Happy to be on here. I feel like we could probably keep talking forever. So it's, oh, it's good to have a sure. time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Today is where your begin in the rain.